Welcome to the Hawkeye Psychic Podcast. I suppose, Liam, with that being said, let's move on to the URC. There were a few fixtures from round six that had to be played last weekend. And I suppose we have to give a big call out to Ulster Rugby in terms of their performance in Durban, South Africa. Not an easy place to go at the best of times. But Ulster Rugby securing a bonus point win, 31-24, really gets their URC season back on track here. Liam. What were your thoughts on this impressive performance by Ulster? Yeah, and all their young players prominent as well. An excellent, you know, four-try bonus point win to to go down to the Sharks when I suppose, look, we were kind of thinking that the Sharks would probably just get over the line there. And Dwayne Vermeulen, I think, was significantly, was also the the, the captain and, 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 and the leader of that team. That actually worked out incredibly well as well for Ulster. And I think, I suppose, the thing is with, with, the, with the Sharks and the South African sides for the next two weeks, they will be without their Springbok players. And of all the sides, obviously, it's going to affect the Sharks the most because they have the most in the South African squad. And yeah, probably had the least depth, you know, of the of the other South African teams in terms of when all their first choice guys are are, are not available for, for for playing. So yeah, um, but look for Ulster, it's it it consolidates third spot. I think they're gonna pretty much, unless they collapse in the next few games, they're they're gonna hold on to third spot. Um, in terms of Munster. Probably a good result <laughs> in Connacht as well, I would actually argue. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I thought this was a very key win for Ulster Rugby, just how it started. Sharks started incredibly well. Grant Williams going over after just 71 seconds here, Liam. The alarm bells were ringing a little bit, but I think to be fair to Ulster, John Cooney kind of stepped up with a penalty followed by a few mall tries. And I think the mall here from an Ulster rugby perspective really worked incredibly well against the Sharks. I think uh, an awful lot of the internationals for the Sharks were, were not playing here, but I think take nothing away from Ulster here. It was a very good performance in terms of that. I think the Sharks, you know, regaining the initiative again. Abrams racing onto the chip uh, to get them back in here. But again, Ulster seemed to have the Sharks measure here. Aaron Sexton going over. I was delighted to see Jake Flannery getting game time, significant game time on the road against the Sharks. Didn't think he did anything wrong. And then you had Ian Mangan to come on to close out the game at 10. So I think all in all here from Dan McFarlane and coaching staff here, utilising players that needed to be utilised. Yeah, look, I mean, look, they've kind of had up and down season, haven't they? They were almost on the point of collapse there a month ago. But it's just turned turned around completely for Ulster now. You know they they go into I suppose the final few games of the season. They certainly turn a fourth spot really or, or what's up for grabs, um to get a semi final spot like that. And I think that the Sharks could be now in trouble actually because not only were they supposed to win this game but they're up against the Stormers next weekend. Again, without their spring box, so it's 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 looking as if they are going to go down. I suppose what I'm, it looks to me that Munster and Connacht should really be aiming for the the fifth and sixth spots. Quite frankly, in terms of in terms of the league, it's it's well it's well doable with the potentially the Bulls and the and the Sharks kind of going down the table. 
Yeah, I think with the Sharks, it's it's a worry now because their squad depth is now being exposed on a number of occasions here. No disrespect to also rugby here, but again, if you're facing a potent Sharks team with Ethabet and international colleagues, that's a different ball game whatsoever. So I think from a Munster perspective, maybe grounds for optimism, but that pack is going to be massively respected in Durban. Yeah, I'm I'm with you here. I mean, you're looking at the Stormer Sharks on Saturday here. Stormers in a good vein of form. You can only see probably one result there. And I think from a Sharks perspective, I suppose, Liam, are they hedging more bets on the Heineken Champions Cup here, given their squad selection issues at the moment, I would say, particularly in the URC? Yeah, I mean, look, look, I, I, I've always thought that they're more built for 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 cup rugby. I think they, they're they're well capable of just grinding out results where you where they don't necessarily have to chase a, a four try bonus point win. You know, those sort of those sort of circumstances. Yeah, look, when it comes to the likes of the European Cup and Munster down in in Durban, it's going to be a quite different ball game. They're, they're they're kind of a, a team that that you would tip to go far in in the European Cup actually. Yeah, I would agree with you there, Liam. But I think Munster will be in a good run of form themselves. Probably going to be heading down there. Hopefully, you know, in a rich vein of form, and it'll be interesting just to see in terms of Sharks how they react to this. I mean, the Stormers game is a key fixture in the context of their season. Really, to be fair. Uh, when you consider that they also have the Scarlets, they travel to Scarlets on week 16, they have Benetton at home on week 17, and then culminating with um, a fixture with Munster uh, to finish off the regular season. So, like, Sharks could be save our season when Munster comes to town for the URC. I suppose, Liam, if you're kind of looking at it here from a round six perspective, there was also the fixture between the Emirates Lions versus Glasgow Warriors, Glasgow came into this 10 wins in all competitions before the fixture. They got turned over 35-24 against an Emirates Lions team that were more incisive in attack, but I suppose Glasgow Warriors maybe a very frustrating performance from their perspective, given that they did leave an awful lot of points on the board, did get the bonus point for the try, but again, Emirates Lions providing a probably a well overdue home win here to appease the home supporters in South African media. Absolutely, because, I mean, they're a, a big money team, plenty of investment behind them. And, you know, Van Royen, the coach, under huge pressure, potentially maybe to, to go uh, and, and probably would have, I suppose, the question is if if the Lions had lost that game, yeah, there would be certain upheaval. In terms of Glasgow gain, probably works out very well for us that um that Glasgow didn't get the, the four points or even the five points. The perfect result really for, for us. Unexpected, you know. So again it's it's still all to play for, you know. There's 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 apart from like Leinster and Stormers, which are pretty much gone gone away at this stage, every other position is up for grabs there. Going down here, the lines were under a little bit of a siege mentality given their performance against the Sharks the previous week. But, I mean, it was a magnificent burst from the Lions, particularly in that second quarter, scoring four tries in the process. Now, this was a pretty feisty affair, Liam. Lions picked up two yellow cards. Glasgow won. And also, there was a red card in the third quarter. Dreyer got sent off in the 66th minute as well. So, I mean, maybe this is more grounds for frustration from a Glasgow Warriors perspective. They had picked up four tries before the 61st minute. 
So the fact of the matter is no real genuine try scoring opportunities unfolded in that last 20 minutes, which is probably a bit of a sore point for Franco Smith. But take nothing away from the Lions here. Uh, the likes of Lombard, Horn, I thought had a very good game here. Again, Venter, Vandermerve. Again, it was a much needed win from the Emirates Lions here. Uh, but again, it, from a Glasgow Warriors perspective, it probably a bit of a reality check, just given a few inaccuracies, particularly with ball in hand. And again, it probably sets up their season pretty well uh, when we consider the fixture list uh, coming up uh, this weekend. You know, they will have uh, Zebri this weekend coming. You would imagine we'd get five points, but then it's culminating in that Toman Park home fixture for Munster. Uh, in round 16 here, which could be very decisive in terms of uh, places come to playoff time here, Liam. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, it's it's maybe going to culminate in one 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 of the, the the biggest games in the league is going to be that Munster game at home to Glasgow. Uh, so much riding on it, really. You know, before we head off to end the season with the South African trip, Glasgow to me look have the best kind of fixture list remaining and um, probably fourth spot is what, what they should be really aiming for um, in the table. But, you know, things can change. We've seen with that unexpected result against the Lions and all to play for really still before games to go. But again, it probably highlights again a trip to South Africa is a massive achievement to get a win down in the Southern Hemisphere particularly with the fast track conditions currently in South Africa. I think, you know, this is probably a timely reminder for the likes of the Munsters, the Leinsters here uh, to really kind of uh, be on their guard going down there towards the latter end of the season. I suppose, Liam, we could look at round 15, fixture lists as follows on Friday night. Munster entertain Scarlet's at Glasgow, Scottsdale to entertain a winless Sebri rugby. On Saturday, we have the Stormers, Sharks, Bulls, Lions in two South African derbies. Edinburgh entertaining Leinster Rugby. Ospreys entertaining Benetton, a must win, I think, for both sides there. Dragons entertaining Connacht and Cardiff Rugby facing Ulster Rugby on Saturday evening. I suppose, uh, Liam, we can start with Munster Rugby Scarlets. Again, a very comprehensive victory for Munster over the Ospreys in week 14. Do you anticipate Munster being in the same vein of form against a Scarlets team, to be fair, who are improving? Uh, again, uh, unbeaten in five. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would certainly expect us to do. I'm not sure we're going to get 58 points <laughs> um, to win the game, but look, I, I definitely expect us to get a to get the, the four shot bonus point win. I mean, it, that's without question at this stage. You know, we need to get be getting those bonus point wins at this stage of the season, and there's nothing to suggest that the Scarlets are going to to offer much at this stage. We have the the Scottish side, or yeah, we have the the Welsh sides are pretty much bottom of the table along with Zebras. So um, I can't see that much changing between now and the end of the season. So you know, we're looking again to to all our upcoming talent with the Six Nations guys um, probably not being released, and also Archie Sneeman. I think it's it's primed that he is going to make some sort of appearance, even for a few minutes. To, to get him up to speed for, for the knockout games. Yeah, I think that's the main bulletin board point, really. RG Steinman returned to full training with the squad in recent weeks, and he's available for selection. So, look, 
if he's available. I think you might see maybe a five ten minute cameo off the bench here. So, you know, obviously uh, Munster rugby medical staff and coaches are happy with him that he's available for selection. I suppose you've Ben Healy rejoining the Munster team from Scottish camp here. Joey Carberry, Jack Crowley, Gavin Coombs and Roman Salanoa have been released back to the Munster squad as well. And uh, yeah, it kind of all bodes well here. I suppose Calvin Nash, Chest, Jack O'Donoghue calf, Paddy Patterson calf and Jack O'Sullivan tied have all returned to training. They're available for selection. will be determined later in the week. And Liam Coombs probably is the one he'll begin re- rehabilitation on a tie injury there. So he's definitely out. So yeah, I suppose from a Scarlet's perspective, it's been a very up and down season, more down and up. But again, maybe kind of positive vibes in terms of the Challenge Cup. And they've continued that form, I suppose, their last round performance against Edinburgh Rugby. It had flashes of Scarlet's of old, really, uh, being very clinical with ball in hand and really taking their opportunities when they arose. So, I mean, for Munster Rugby here, uh, need to be just on their guard a little bit here in terms of Scarlet's and not to give any oxygen to the Scarlet's outfit. Yeah, look, I mean, I mean, that's the thing about it. You don't want to give them breaks there in the, in the first half and to, to score a few tries and get a momentum. We have to kind of put this to bed early, you know, probably get two or three tries in the first half and then or in the second half, get to, get to the side in one and, and uh, just make it an easy game for the remaining the second half. I think this will be, you know, an emotional backdrop given the news of Brian O'Brien's uh, passing here, Liam. Great Munster Rugby stalwart, aged 83. Uh, condolences to Brian O'Brien's family, many friends and also Munster Rugby organisation here. I suppose, uh, Liam, thoughts on Brian O'Brien? What a magnificent servant from Munster Rugby and also Shannon. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, a, a, a legend who was involved in, in all facets of Munster rugby and in terms of Munster senior rugby and the, the senior squad. Um, also, of course, great, great, great singer as well. Sorry, great singer would be uh, well remembered by people in, in Channel and, and Limerick in, in general. Can't forget that he was the manager of the Ireland under 21 team. Again, manager of that Shannon team that won four in a row as well. Again, he became the team manager of Munster's men's team as well. Again, it's all coming back to that kind of start of the professional era here. And I mean, for a guy of that stature, really did set solid foundations for the team. And I mean, deepest condolences here for myself and Liam here on the podcast to Brian O'Brien's family and many friends. And I suppose we'd be remiss to not say anything here. Tom Tierney's sudden passing as well last week here, Liam. An absolute shock to everyone in the rugby community. Yeah, and, and you know, I mean, I suppose similarities with, with um, Anthony Foley as well, you know. Um, just, just, just incredibly sad, you know. Such a young man involved with the Irish women's team, of course, um, along with Munster, uh, Connacht Rugby, a massive mark made in, in life, played for Ireland as well. And yeah, just again, we just give our condolences to, to his family on the sad passing. Absolutely. No, completely concur there, Liam. I mean, magnificent player, I thought, from scrum half. So committed, but I would have probably known uh, Tom Tierney from afar, particularly with, you know, local soccer and, you know, very avid sportsman, you know, 
a guy that just was quality sportsman and anything that he did. So uh, I think from that perspective, a huge loss. I mean, he played with distinction here with Richmond, Gary Owen, Munster, Gulbegians, Connacht, Leicester Tigers as well, where his passing was greeted with great shock. And also Ireland as well. You know, he debuted along with Brian O'Driscoll. So I think from that perspective, from 1999. So look, I think it's an enormous loss here. You mentioned in terms of his managerial roles, particularly with the women's uh, rugby team as well. He was part of the IRFU here in terms of um, pathway development. He was being based in Limerick, so I think this is a terrible tragedy, uh, to be fair. So, look, deepest condolences to Tom Tierney and his family, uh, friends, Munster Rugby and IRFU as well. May you rest in peace. I suppose, uh, Liam, we can focus back on the URC fixtures here. Glasgow Warriors, Zebri. I don't feel there's probably much hope here for Zebri in Scotland against a Glasgow Warriors team that'll be keen to bounce back after that loss in Johannesburg. Yeah, that's the perfect fixture, really, isn't it? Like for anyone when Zebra is your next game, um, particularly at home. So yeah, look, I mean, a comfortable victory there, probably 25, 30 points anyway. You could, I could easily see that happening. Absolutely, I think so too. The Munster Scarlet game, uh, obviously, your tip in Munster will be here, Liam. Uh, points for here. Yeah, look, I'm, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to uh, say go go with the whole Ospreys thing. I'm definitely thinking it's going to be tighter. But still, I would say maybe 35-10 for Munster, so 20, still 20, 25 points plus uh, winning margin. Exactly. Yeah, I think first quarter will set the tone here. I think Munster rugby have an awful lot of motivation to get five points here. Uh, bonus point in the bag. I think maybe a 10-15 point win. I think Scarlet's would show good moments here. Uh, they are in a good run of form, but again, if Munster pack can really assert dominance, particularly in the mall, it could be, you know, a long afternoon and evening for the Scarlets. I suppose the two South African derbies here, Stormers, Sharks, Bulls, Lions. Are we looking at two home wins here, Liam? Yeah, well, certainly the Stormers. I mean, I mean Stormers are like Leinster, really. You can't, you can't hardly see them losing the entire season, you know. Um, and, yeah, the, the Stormers certainly, um, I think, could rack up a big score, particularly against... The I suppose the the backup Sharks team, I I think thirty points winning margin potentially could be could be against there. The other game certainly will be closer. The Bulls and the Lions. I would probably say the Bulls just about maybe six seven points, three tries each, not quite getting bonus points. So that's that's what I'd be thinking in that second game. Yeah, no, I'd kind of go along with you there, Liam, particularly on the Sharks. I mean, their squad depth has been wholly exposed this year at various points when their frontliners haven't been there. And I think it's going to be more the same, uh, particularly down in the Cape against the Stormers. So, yeah, I think that's a 20-point loss for the Sharks here if they're not too careful. I think But the Bulls, Bulls definitely need a win here, Liam. If they lose here, you just wonder about their playoff aspirations thereafter. You know, it is going to be... A very interesting run in here particularly they have to go to Ulster mm. on the 25th they also have Zebri obviously on round 17 and they would also have Leinster on round 18 maybe looking for a result and we know with Leinster rugby as well you know they might have a few fringe players prospects in there so I think from that perspective Bulls I think both teams might get a bonus point here but I think Bulls probably by six or seven, like you're saying. I suppose Edinburgh entertaining Leinster, I suppose from an Edinburgh rugby perspective, it is save our season time on URC. 
Their form has really dipped since Christmas against Leinster squad here and rugby team here that could actually, I think, secure the top seed in the URC if they get a result here. I suppose, uh, what's your verdict on this game? Yeah, as you said, like for Leinster, with what three games to go to be to be guaranteed, and um, is a massive motivation, and I think it'll be enough. And to be honest, I, you know, again, un- until they meet someone like um, <clears throat> the Stormers, uh, I, I can't see Leinster actually losing any game. So I, I, I'm t- tipping a bonus point victory for, for Leinster, actually, away, even, even though it's away. <clears throat> yeah, because Edinburgh's home form has been pretty good. But I think there has been alarming signs, particularly in that Munster rugby performance in the URC. I think that's really kind of set the tone, particularly... And I don't think they've recovered really from the Glasgow Warriors results as well over the festive period. And it really has continued. I think Leinster will be coming to the Dam Stadium here. I think it could be, yeah, Leinster and Edinburgh. I think it'll be an open game and that will suit Leinster right down to the ground. Uh, I think if you think of like Jimmy O'Brien, Jamie Osborne, I think there'll be a few of these looking to really impress here ahead of a test match uh, in Murrayfield the previous week. So yeah, for me, Leinster will be are consolidating and stamping their top seed. I think it's a bonus point win. I think a 10-point win. Ospreys play Benetton. Again, this is another intriguing game here, Liam. The Ospreys surely have a reaction after that 58-point drubbing, really, essentially, against Munster and Towan Park. Against a Benetton side without an awful lot of their frontline Italian internationals, but they certainly need a result after their previous round loss against Cardiff Rugby. Who do you fancy? Yeah, it's, it's, it's an intriguing game, to be honest about it. I, I think the Ospreys potentially, could, you know, you, you might say it doesn't make sense, but I think the Ospreys have it in them, you know, to, to put in a big performance. And I'm kind of tipping them just to begin five, six point win to get over down. Yeah, like there is an awful lot of instability within the Welsh regions, given what's been happening in Welsh rugby in recent weeks and months. So maybe that Tolan Park fixture now we can maybe read a bit into that in terms of the turmoil that had been going on behind the scenes but I think for Toby Booth particularly management and players this is a time now to stand up and start building a form line heading into that Saracens game in the Champions Cup and I think with Benetton Benetton will be looking for a result here if they don't get a result here then I think their playoff aspirations are pretty much dead in the water so for me, I'm just going to slightly edge just to the Ospreys. I think it's just Ospreys are backs against the wall now. Again, that previous performance in Tom Park was nowhere good enough. I expect a reaction here. I expect the marquee guys that are leading the side out, particularly in the international break, stepping up big. I think Ospreys here by three to five points here. I suppose Dragons, Connacht Rugby. Dragons did show some nice moments against Leinster in the previous round. Maybe scoreline didn't reflect that. Connacht Rugby coming in after a good win against Ebry. I know there was a little bit of a mini collapse in that third quarter. Who do you fancy here in Rodney Parade? I mean, it's a massive opportunity for Connacht Rugby to really consolidate their playoff spot. I could actually see Connacht winning, but not getting too much more beyond that. So, like, uh, not getting near the bonus point, probably Con- probably Connacht by three points, four points. Just uh, a penalty in the last 10 minutes. <laughs> I could actually see it happening. You know, it's a tough place to go, actually, right in parade, you know, uh, uh, nowadays. Uh, I think that they're going to be hugely competitive again. They don't get be as affected by international call-ups. They pretty much 
Dyer was the only guy, and 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 Dyer, I don't know, he's probably actually gone back now to to the region. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a cracking game actually. One one of the best of the weekend actually. Yeah, I think so too, here, Dean, because that dragon side will be probably as full strength as possible, given as you said, the Welsh international contingent really doesn't have too many from the dragons. I'm thinking the likes of Tame Basham here should be really kind of putting his hand up for Welsh selection. A powerful performance here against Connacht gets him on the shop window. Uh, Ross Moriarty as well. I still think isn't finished in terms of international test rugby. I seriously don't. So I think from that perspective, I think Dragons are coming into this game with plenty to prove from a player perspective. I think Connacht rugby here, like they've showed an awful lot of good flowing rugby. But again, there is that question mark in terms of the defensive frailties when composure is lost and I mean I think Dragons might be the team to maybe kind of exploit that a little bit just given we've had the three week break again I think from a Dragons perspective they showed an awful lot of good signs against Leinster Rugby and I think they will give Connacht a real fright here Dragons start a season form we go back to that Munster Rugby home win and Rodney Parade for Dragons if they have a similar performance here I think Connacht might be in a spot of bother but Again, I'm just narrowly going to tip Connacht here by 3-5. to five. I think there's going to be some inaccuracies here from Dragons, particularly at key moments that give Connacht a lifeline and maybe Jack Carty can provide a bit of solidity here when required in the final quarter to get that over the line. And I suppose finally here on Saturday, 7.35, Cardiff Rugby against Ulster. I think this is another good game on paper here, Liam. Die Young really frantically probably looking for good fit players to choose from. But if you can get a good complement of players to come out with selection, also Rugby will have a tough game on their hands here in Cardiff. Yeah, look, it is. I mean, look, I mean, the URC is such tremendous fixtures. It's 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 showing up every week. Like like, like I think Dragons kind of going to be a cracking game. This is going to be another another cracking game, and all to play for and hard to call because you know I mean Ulster weren't predicted to do too much against the Sharks away. It's going to be another I think probably high scoring game actually. Two teams that are really going to going to just fling the ball around, um, but Scotstoun, yeah, it, it's it's just one one of the tough places to go. I suppose Cardiff still have an outside chance of of all the, the teams in Wales um, in in getting into the European Cup slots for next season uh, in the URC. They, you know they, they have the motivation to I suppose at this stage with four games to go. Every Welsh player is playing for a contract, not necessarily with Wales or in Wales, <laughs> probably more abroad. But if that isn't enough motivation, I don't know what is, you know. So, yeah, it's intriguing. I would probably say Cardiff. I'll go with Cardiff just because needs must and, and they have to win plus three points, I think. Yeah, I'm going to tip Ulster Rugby. I think this has to be a statement. Like I said here in terms of the Ospreys, I think Ulster Rugby now need to build a form line heading into that Leinster Rugby Heineken Champions Cup last 16. Has to happen here. They can't go to Durban one week and provide a good performance, get it five points to then come to Cardiff and not show up. I mean, the Scotston performance in the previous round before they went to South Africa was a little bit of worry. So I think this is a good test for Dan McFarland management and uh, squad here to really back up what they've done in South Africa. So I think given that, I think Cardiff still are struggling with one or two key injuries here. The fact that they will not probably have a few of their 
internationals available. I'm just going to give the slight nod here to Ulster. I don't think there's a bonus point in this, but I think it's probably a three to five point win for Ulster. And if they don't win this, I mean, it's going to be more question marks in terms of consistency from Dan McFarland's charges. I suppose Neil will leave it there. It's been a lengthy one, but uh, again, we've had an awful lot to review. Many thanks for your time tonight in terms of the Six Nations review of round three, also looking at round six of the URC and also looking at round 15 from the URC next weekend. I suppose next week we'll review uh, the URC action here, particularly in the Irish provinces, and have a look ahead to some tantalisingly fascinating fixtures in the Guinness Six Nations round four. Until then, Liam, have a great weekend. Take care. Thanks, Mark. Enjoy it all, man. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode. If you liked what you heard in this podcast, why not subscribe to the Hawkeye Psychic podcast on either Amazon, Spotify, YouTube or Twitter platforms. You can also follow me at Hawkeye Psychic on Facebook and Twitter for the latest sporting opinions, articles and reports.